Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome. I'm Dave AC, and this is episode 135 of the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity, a podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave AC, for the next hour while we enjoy some nice wine. And here he is now. A man who likes a good glass of red wine, Mr. Dave A.C. And welcome everybody, welcome to another episode. Yes, every Tuesday evening, 5pm Eastern, that's 10pm here in the UK where I'm based. This is Dave A.C., not any expert other than in wines that he enjoys. Why big and fruity? Well, I like big and fruity red wines. I like those Cabernet Sauvignons. I like those big Australian Shirazes. And I like my Riochas. I like them oaky and I like them strong. And uh, I do try and uh, introduce different wines and talk about different wines uh, from time to time. But as I say, my knowledge is what I like. But hopefully there are some tidbits of information that you will enjoy listening in to what are now over 130 back episodes, which you can find on iTunes. You can find on the um, blog that we have for this, which is the uh, big and fruity dot uh, wordpress dot com, and you can find uh, the show on Tuned In, Player FM, uh, Cure Connect and many other different uh, podcasting directories. Hope you'll find those and give us a listen. And we do have a page on Facebook. Now, I don't go through all those every week, uh, but uh, now and again I do. And one final one is the uh, Twitter account. It's Big and Fruity, all one word. Well, every week we try and have uh, three things. We try and have a wine to hand, which I talk about. We try to have a little bit of a wine fact, our... Uh, uh, something actually not always wine. Sometimes it's just related to the actual uh, drinks or leisure industry uh, are in some loose connection to wine itself. And then we have the topic. And the topic is in the title. The title is My Wine, Your Cognac. Well, why that title? Well, basically because I'm not drinking cognac. I'm going to be drinking wine. But uh, the information we're going to be talking about is geared towards cognac. And that will be sort of the second half of what with me in the room currently on my own will be a, probably a 40-minute episode. This is a live call. It's done on Torch. You call ID double uh, one double two seven two, And you're most welcome to come in and join me. Either join me in text chat, where you can actually take part in text chat. I can actually come in on audio, uh, calling the... Uh, number for Torchview, which is 724-444-7444, and uh, joining this call ID, 112272. Anyway, that's enough of that. I do indeed have a wine to hand, and it's a little bit of a tribute to the wine I've picked today. Since I'm going to be talking about cognac, I had free range of what to choose for my wine to drink. And since um, I think I've mentioned that um, I took delivery of 12, actually 13 bottles of wine, and since one of those was a Magnum, equivalent to 14 bottles of wine recently from Naked Wines, and they're just looking at me sideways all the time, saying, drink me. Uh, So I decided that I would pick one of my uh, Naked Wines wine. 
And because I am a golf fan, yes, I've been watching as much as BBC would allow me to the UK, uh, the US, sorry, the US Masters uh, that's just taken place, uh, finished this last weekend. Uh, only caught really the second two days. Uh, the first two days they were only showing uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, clips of and reviews of. But uh, I did manage to get to see a little bit of it. And one of the things, uh, one of the golfers that I do admire, along of course with a lot of the British golfers, Justin Rose and uh, Ian Poulter and uh, all the other ones like that. Um, uh, there's um, another person I admire that is still going strong at the ripe old age of 50 years old. Now, I'm going to mangle his name, but I'm going to put it into the room. And this is the Spanish golfer. Let me put it in. Miguel Angel Jimenez. Miguel Angel Jimenez. And according to his uh, wiki page, and this was something I didn't really know, I do know that the uh, the wine uh, announcers always have fun pronouncing his name. Um, it uses, of course, with him being from Spain, the Spanish naming customs. So let's have a little bit of education, shall we not, on this show before we actually start tasting. And I'll explain why this is a link to that. Now, is it going to take those funny symbols? I don't think it is. Let me just change that E to an ordinary E. And we'll change that. Um, let's see if that comes in now. No, it's not coming in. There must be another one there somewhere. Uh, I have to watch out with, with certain figures here in the the room. Let's see if that comes. Yes, there it comes. His family name uses the Spanish naming customs. The first, our paternal family name, is Jimenez. And the second, our maternal family name, is Rodriguez. So it's Miguel, uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez. <laughs> and um, uh, his nickname is the Mechanic which I was annoyed with on a recent um, uh, Friday Night Trivia on Mike's uh, call. Uh, that's on Torchew. That's on Fridays at uh, 9pm. Uh, I haven't got the call number to hand. Sorry, Mike. Uh, but uh, if you go sign into Torchew about around 9 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time on Fridays, you'll see uh, at Radio Free Camelin Trivia. Uh, and I think I missed the question that was posed to me uh, about the nickname. And it is the mechanic. Yes, born uh, 5th of January uh, 1964, age 50. And um, his pleasure, he still goes, he still smokes a big cigar, a big fat cigar. But um, his treat or his war reward for himself after a round of golf is a uh, Rioja, and probably a classier Rioja than I can afford. So, because I drink uh, uh, from Naked Wines, and they do have indeed some really good Riochas, I picked that for my wine for today. So, the wine I am drinking, and I'll put the name in here, is Hacienda Don Hernan Rioja Reserva, 2008 Spain. Now, I have had the 2004, and um, I did uh, go to um, a Naked Wines um, tasting tour that was in 2002 when they came to Manchester, and um, uh, I really did like uh, some of these Spanish wines. This is by the uh, Spanish winemaker Alfredo Rolfindo Bastida. And I have mangled his name up now. So I suppose if I can find that, I'll uh, put his name into the room. Dear me, why is it that uh, these names are so difficult? Uh, I'll put that in during the course of uh, uh, the, 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 the thing. But um, yes, um, and I met there with um, another Naked Wines uh Remember, I don't get paid from Naked Wines at all, but uh, I'll just give his first name, Jeff, 
and um, I actually interviewed him. I can't play the interview that we did because it was... Um, I might play a few minutes of it because he talks a little bit about it, but the audio quality was very bad because the room was absolutely heaving. But um, I asked him during this little sort of audio interview that we did in situ in the room, you know, what would he recommend that I tasted? And he mentioned, of course, the Hacienda Don Hernan. Uh, and in particular, he actually mentioned the one he was smitten with was the Hacienda Don Hernan Grand Reserva 2004, which at the time was selling for um, uh, nominally £16, reduced to £12. And um, I actually enjoyed that, uh, and I gave it... Uh, I actually gave it four and a half. No, I changed it to five stars. That was number 37 in the catalogue. But I also like their, uh, um, the the Reserva, the 2006 Reserva. Now, this time, I'm on the 2008 Reserva. Let's just read a little bit of what it says here about the actual winemaker, Rodolfo Bastidia. Uh, winner of the Best Spanish Red at the IWC Awards in 2005 and 2008. Uh, Rafaldo knows a thing or two about making tasty wine and our angels have just funded his first Naked Wines exclusive. So that's information from the Tasting Tour of the UK by Naked Wines when they visited. And if you still have the booklet for that, it was on page 7 um, and... Uh, it's got a list of uh, three of his wines there, along with some other great wines as well. Okay, well, it's been opened. One of the things that um, Mike said in that, he said you really need to let this wine breathe. It's a, a big fruit bomb of a wine, uh, powerful in on every level. He was talking about the Grand Reserva there, but I have high hopes for this one, as I say. And, um, well, let's have a little smell. It's got a lovely dark deep red burgundy colour so let's oh yeah and the first thing I'm getting is is definite spice and pepper a, a little bit of earthiness and, and maybe something not nutmeg but something along those lines I need to get into this hmm and these are these wines you really have to keep in your mouth. Oh, you have to roll it around your mouth and hold it there. Very intense, dark. Starting off as a red berry, but then going to a deep blackberry and forest fruits. And a lovely uh, chocolatey and a little bit of a licorice edge to that. And a long, long well-structured finish. The oak isn't overpowering, uh, which is amazing when you consider that this has had 20 months in oak and 20 months in bottle before going to market. So let's just read... Oh, that's very nice. I'll have another sip in a moment. Let's just read what it says on the back of the bottle. Um, there's still a lot to explore in Rioja, and now with the angel's support... Uh, this is him speaking, of course, the winemaker. I am free to make only wines to enjoy. Intense red, uh, cherry red colour with complex aromas and blackcurrant, coca and roasted coffee. Uh, uh, fresh, perhaps that's what I was getting as the chocolate or a mocha. Uh, fresh, fruity structure in the mouth with an elegant balance taste that lingers on. Indeed, it does. Pairs well with game and flavourful cheeses. Now, this is the thing that surprises me. By the way, it's 14% uh, uh, by alcohol volume. But it says here, it's not 100% Tempranillo. It's 90%. And then the other 10% is made up of two other grapes. Um, Graciano and uh, Mazzula. Now, got a little thing to read out about those from the wiki page. So it's not 100% Rioja. Got a lovely uh, long cork in it here, a real uh, inch and three-quarter deep cork. This, this is a wine that uh, I'm sure I could have kept for uh, some time, easily three to five years. Um, of course, you've got to store it right. And hopefully drinking it at the right temperature, 
one of the sites I looked on seemed to suggest that um, some people drink this a little warm and it can actually stand being cooled down slightly. But I'm drinking it. Uh, I haven't got my uh, uh, t- uh, thermometer out like I had last week, but I think I'm drinking it at about 62 because it's it has been in the uh, you know out in not out in the kitchen, uh, not out in the main warm part of the house until just over an hour or so ago. So it's it's still coming up to room temperature. So um, let me just, uh, I won't say anything more about golf, Jimenez. By the way, he came fourth in the Masters, uh, and I thought that was absolutely fantastic for a man of his age to come fourth. And he was in contention at one point. I think he was actually the leader in the clubhouse. So, so uh, I am toasting and dedicating my wine to him. Now, I also always put up um, an image of the wine in uh, Twitpic. That's related to the Big and Fruity Twitter account. I'm just going to refresh that. And I've looked for, oh, 25 viewings. Mind you, I didn't get the, the tweet out until about an hour before the show. Usually uh, that goes out a little bit earlier and gets a little bit more recognition. Uh, here is the URL so you can have a look at the actual bottle itself. And it is all in small case and there are numbers mixed in with the letters. So it is twitpick.com forward slash E18RKA. All the letters in small case. So twitpick.com forward slash E18RKA. And that uh, shows uh, the, the bottom. In fact, the... Um, the actual, uh, I've also got, where's my order list here? Yeah, um, let me read from this a little bit. Um, Hacienda Dunhern and Rioja Reserva, 2008. Now, nominally, this is um, a wine that would cost, I say nominally because you can never attribute these exactly but it's a sort of a good 12 12 pound 50 wine it's a good uh, 18 dollar wine but it's um, uh, on sale because of this is direct to sale uh, via the internet so you're cutting out the middleman uh, sale at um, 10 pound 49 which is still pretty dear wine for the sort of wines i generally drink which are usually you know six seven and eight pounds five six seven and eight pounds so we're talking about a $15 wine here. Uh, and um, I also bought uh, a bottle of um, the um, Hacienda Don Hernan Rioja Reserva. Sorry, not Reserva, the Crianza, which is 2010. And that's a, a pound cheaper at uh, 9.49. So that's a $14 wine. Uh, and I will look forward to drinking that at some point. Maybe not on the Big and Fruity show. And David, you've witted on for go nearly 18 minutes. So let me just get rid of that little link. I want to just spend up to about the 20-minute mark on this. So let's just go to Naked Wines. If you are a Naked Wines member, you can go straight to the, the link that I'm going to put in the room. Not sure it can be seen by people non-members. But the URL I will read out, it's www.nakedwines.com forward slash wines forward slash and then this has dashes between Hacienda Don Hernan Reserva 2008.html And uh, let's see what it says. Um, Rodolfo, and let me spell his first name, R-O-D-O-L-F-O, is a wonderful mind maker. He has a talent for coming, coming out of his ears, but he's also a very good listener. This wine is delicious a delicious culmination of your funding. Your comments and Rodolfo's know-how, between you, you've done a fantastic job. Now, it does say on the site, uh, you know, Spain, rich and smooth, and it just says Tempranillo. It doesn't mention the other two grapes. Um, there's a close-up there. You can see the label. Facts. Uh, so it says uh, grape Tempranillo. Uh, rich and smooth, alcoholic content, 14%. Uh, aging advice. Wow, <laughs> David. <laughs> sorry, sorry, folks, if that burst into your ears, if you're listening to me on headphones. Sorry, but um, you, you may have heard me just say a few minutes ago, uh, if I haven't put you to sleep, 
that uh, I certainly could keep this, you know, two to five years. It says, <laughs> and I'll tell you the reason I'm laughing at as well, uh, the irony of it. Um, drink now up until 2027. Why am I laughing at that? Well, in 2027, I hope to be still alive because uh, I am dear listener in my 60s. So um, hopefully by 2027, I don't think I'm going to save any of the wines I buy for that length of time. As I've said many times before, I tend to age the wine in the glass. So if I have a, a wine that I feel is a little bit young uh, and maybe a little bit, um, you know, the tannins may be too powerful. And some people do that, you know, I think. They open a wine and say, oh, there's too much tannins in there, there's too much uh, oak in there. What they don't realise, if they just had a, a glass or a small glass, then came back to it a couple of hours later, it'd be so much better. And if, of course, they take this medical advice, always is going around to make a wine last year two nights, they'll probably find that they enjoy it more the second night because the, 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 the balance between the fruit and the oak may be more satisfactory for them. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> uh, Let's see what it says. Um, uh, let me read a couple of um, things from the Naked Wine State Reviews. Uh, Stuart, I won't give any surnames, but uh, hopefully if they're listening, they'll know. I do post about these new episodes, by the way, uh, on the Big and Fruity um, group. Uh, there are lots of groups uh, on the Naked Wine site, and there's a Big and Fruity group there, where, which I'm the only one that really posts there. But... Um, they may come across it there. Uh, gave it four and a half hearts out of five. Open this baby up for some non-naked friends. Oh, I hope they came to your house non-naked. They came over for dinner. Some kind of wine drinkers who would turn their nose up at anything non-French from an established winery. Anyway, I opened this bottle up, leaving it to breathe first, good lad. And any notions they had about geographical superiority were quickly eliminated. I loved it, and so did they. So glad I left this one as my naked showcase wine. Perfect example of Rioja. Smooth, fruity, got that little spicy kick. We had it with some Chinese, and it went great. Now, Matthew's foot uh, only gives it three and a half. Not my favourite, but nice to enjoy in the sun. So, I mean, I think if you, one of the things you have to remember with this, if, you, if you're paying the, uh, the sort of... Um, Full price, you might think that. By the way, he does do a Hacienda uh, Don Her uh, Hernan Rioja winemaker's choice from 2011, uh, not an oaky one, and that is a much more reasonable 7.99. Let's read one more, if I may, because I'm already at 22 minutes, so let's stop at 20. Neil gave it five out of five hearts. Awesome Rioja. Hit the spot. We'll be adding some more of this to my next order. To which the winemaker himself has replied, Great, Neil. Thanks for the review and the fine five hearts. Let me have a little, little smell and taste. Oh, it's just coming up a little bit more to room temperature. I mean, I really am enjoying this, but I've got a feeling that this is definitely one of those wines that um, uh, you know won't won't fade away on the second day and may even be uh, more powerful. So uh, let's uh, stop doing that. As I say, I, I'm, I've not had this wine provided free uh, by uh, Naked Wines. It's um, uh, you know, so I'm not saying anything other than I believe and feel uh, from actually tasting uh, the wine itself. Now. Before we go on to the cognac, um, I always try and do a little bit of, um, you know, some sort of wine fact. And um, one of the things that I found in my uh, local paper, and um, that's the Sunday Times, this is my Sunday paper, was, um, you know, an article about, actually, it's about British pubs. Uh, now, obviously, British pubs, you may think, well, that's beer, beer and lager. Well, indeed, um British pubs do serve beer and lager, but they also more increasingly drink wine. <laughs> and as some doctors would say, in rather too large a glasses as well. 
quickly becoming, if you ask for a large glass, you get a third of a bottle, a 250 milliliter glass. Anyway, uh, I got the little cutting from my Sunday paper here. There you are. Almost, oh, sounds as if I've got money. That's something that's going to happen in the UK soon with a girl to plastic money. But uh, don't digress, David. You've used too much time already. Okay, so this is the Sunday www.thesundaytimes.co.uk forward slash STO forward slash business forward slash retail underscore and underscore leisure. But the easiest way of finding it is going to Google and put Heinegan calls time on 100 British pubs. So it does say Heinegan, but we're not talking about lager. Again, just going to read a little bit about this because I think it is a little bit of concern for uh, quite a few of my friends, especially the one of mine who's now visited 5,000 pubs, had a pint in every one of them, and he's hoping to make 6,000 before he uh, clocks his pubs. Clocks his pubs? Pops his clogs. Okay, Heinegan is considering plans to offload 10% of its British pub estate. The Dutch brewer owns 1,250 pubs in this country, but is plotting, oh, that's a bit of a loaded word, isn't it? But is plotting a possible sale of about 100 of the poorest performing outlets. Discussions over potential sale are understood to be in early stages. The industry sources cautioned that no decision has yet been taken on whether to push ahead. And there, uh, go to the uh, the page and go to thesundaytimes.co.uk to read a little bit more about it. But it does seem a little bit of a, a problem now. Um, uh, we've had two or three years of lots of high street shops sh- closing in the UK because of commercial uh, rents and so on. Uh, but there are also um, quite a sort of chipping away at the pubs. Um, I think currently, uh, it, it does vary, but I think currently there's something like uh, 12 or 14 pubs, uh, maybe even 20 pubs a week closing in the UK. I mean, it is a very substantial number. It's sort of, Maybe not quite as much, maybe it's, six, it's certainly more than one a day, I think, closing. So it's getting for five or six hundred. It was at one time nearly a thousand a year closing. But of course, the, the rate of closing has slowed down as, as, as so many have been sold off. Now, I just realised that I spent so much time talking about the uh, wine. I didn't mention uh, about those other two grapes. So I don't want to spend too much time now, but I will just put... Uh, links into information about um, about the other two grapes. Um, the um, Mazzulo, that's M-A-Z-U-E-L-O, uh, that's the alternate name for the Carrigan grape in Spain. And the Carrigan is spelled C-A-R-I-G-N-A-N-E. Uh, that um, is, is mixed with uh, this... Um, other grape, uh, let me uh, find the link again. Crikey, Bob's David. This is trouble with having, yeah. Because uh, let me put that in, first of all. It's, let's hope the percentage sign goes in the room. Yeah, it's 90% Tempranillo. And then, as I said, the other 10% is these two grape, Mazzillo. Uh, also known as the Carrigan and Graciano, which is G R A C I A N O. So I'm not going to talk about those grapes now because of, of time constraints. Um, see, my voice talking continuously on its own um, is perhaps a little bit uh, much, but I will point you to a little nice site I found, by the way. And that is www.1000grapes.com. That's brilliant. What a brilliant name. Let me um, put that in um, because that gives you, uh, let me see. Are there even a thousand grapes? Is the shop line? Not sure, but here's hoping. And they're listing all the grapes. And um, the um, these two grapes uh that are blended with the um, Tempranillo are grapes 38 and 39, according to this list. Let me just see what 
let me read a little bit. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back on what I've said because this is interesting, but we will get to the cognac in a moment. Uh, Messi, Mazula, and Graciano. Tempranillo rules Spain like it owns uh, 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 the country, but there's no, there's no disputing that. But behind Messi is a whole team of supporting grapes that make Tempranillo what it is. Two of those grapes are Mazzeo and Graciano, little-known grapes who tend to shy away from the spotlight but set up the Tempranillo for the uh, uh, MVP awards uh, when it counts. Uh, and there's an awful lot to read. So that's a lovely little site I found. Please go and check it out. Uh, and you can check up on all the other little uh, great varieties that you wanted to know about. And I'll read it out again. Uh, that word is all one word, by the way. So it's www.1000grapes.com. Brilliant little site. And I will be returning to that uh, quite a little bit more. And... Um, yeah, I mustn't spend any more time on that. Let me... Oh, yes. I will mention... Um, I do have a Flickr account when I put up um, photo images. I have a photo book one, that 100 photo bucket, but I also have this one, which is um, um, www.flickr.com forward slash photos forward slash Dave AC and the link I put in the room shows you um, when I went to that 2002 and it shows you the Hacienda Don Hernan there um, the three wines are number 35, 36 and 37 as marked in that image so you can see the other uh, wines that he produced there okay well I think we better talk about cognac, don't you? Now, last week at the um, end of uh, the show, um, I played a little bit of a teaser clip. I played a clip from um, a programme that's going out here in the UK uh, on BBC Two called Escape to the Continent. And on episode six, uh, they were in France, and we're, they were in the region of cognac and that area of France. And um, I played a little clip um, where um, the interviewer um, was talking to um, Pascal, that was the first, I'll just give the first name, uh, of Remy Martin, talking about cognac. Um, let's just get us into the mood. Let me just play that little clip, because uh, I've got two more little clips to play. Each French region lays claim to its own unique speciality, and the poitou Charente is no different. Here, the sun-soaked and gentle rolling hills provide ideal conditions for the growing of grapes. And in the south of the region, you'll find the town of Cognac, which gives its name to one of the world's best-known brandy varieties. There are still around 200 local producers, but today I've come to visit Pascal Rousseau from Remy Martin. Now, uh I only played that first bit so we get who we're talking to. Um, and uh, she was talking about, she took them to see the wines, and they were, again, they were talking about this terroir, about um, you know the, the, the fact that they use these best quality uh, grapes and so on. So I'm going to go to uh, two other little clips, but um, these are quite short ones, so let's hear the first clip where we're actually getting to um, the actual cognac uh, um, and talking about it in more detail. What sets cognac apart from other types of brandy is the wine must go through two cycles of distillation, a process of heating and cooling through steel pots. The Dutch merchants called this distilled wine brandy vine, which was later shortened to just brandy. But we are surrounded by barrels. Yes, absolutely. Cognac is always aged in two barrels. It's old. Most of them are more than 100 years old when, when we use them. The wood delivers some specific aromas. And then it's just the time which is going to do the work because there's going to be a lot of evaporation. Evaporation will mean concentration of aromas inside. The wood helps to mature the flavours of ripe orange and fig as well as imparting notes of hazelnut and jasmine. Uh, that does amazing. When you think that uh, quite often when I talk, we talk about wines, we talk about how they use a mixture of old 
uh, new new casts and old casts. And a hundred years, you would think there's not a lot imparted, but of course, there's a slight difference with cognac because, uh, like I said, with the excuse me, like I said with the Rioja, I'm just going to have a little sip of water. One moment. Excuse me. Um, like I said with the Rioja, um, this uh, is a, a reserver that's had 20 months in oak. Uh, um, the um, Grand Reservers can have 30, 36 months in oak. But of course, a cognac will be in the barrel maybe for nine years plus. Uh, I think it's been, it used to be shorter than that, but I think it's been. Uh, uh, increase the number of years that it has to be in it and so of course uh, it, it's in contact with that wood a lot more so before I start talking about any little clips let's play the, the second of these these are two very short clips from a, um, a one hour program as I say it's a series on BBC2 uh, please try and check those out they are on the BBC iPlayer at the moment and as I say this was episode uh six uh when um no it wasn't episode six i tell a lie uh my mistake um let me just get that wrong no episode six is the one where they're in germany uh my apologies for that um this was um one let me just look at my notes from last week yeah it, it was uh the episode uh that went out on the 7th of april uh, with Nikki Chapman uh, conducting that. Uh, so I haven't got a number, so I think that was probably uh, episode, maybe even episode two. So apologies for that. That was um, the episode from April 2007. I think it may still just be available on the BBC iPlayer. Okay, let me just play the second and final clip. Now, before we start tasting, Nikki, do you know that this French product has a very narrow relation with Britain. No, go on. You've already seen these letters on battles. All the cognac. time. Never know what it means, but all the time. Okay. With those letters, a cognac is positioned in terms of category. XO is extra old. But why do you use English words? Well, obviously, simply because the very first commercial exchanges uh, between cognac area and, uh, and and foreign countries was with Britain. So the first export was to Britain. And actually, Britain is still the first market for cognac. Um, but France is a fabulous shop window for the whole world. So I can see you've kindly put out a couple of glasses. Absolutely, absolutely. Shall we smell it first? Mm. Am I smelling cinnamon? You're absolutely right. Very well done. Now, let's start tasting it. Mm. Pascal, that is so divine. Thank you so much for sharing all this history with us and the process of how we get cognac. Now, there's an awful lot more in the programme. I mean, they were actually talking about people moving there, and that was just a little interlude in it. Uh, but she was surprised how smooth it was. I think some people might think it might be a little bit fiery. Obviously, you do take very small sips. Well, we've just got uh, three little pages uh, to to go to. Um, we've got, um, well, we could do four. Uh, let me briefly mention, obviously, uh, if you want to know a little bit more about the actual place itself, then there is a wiki place, uh, a wiki page for the actual uh, place of cognac. Um, so that's uh, wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash cognac underscore France. And... Um, it says there uh, lots of information about the geography in the area. So we're in central, west central uh, France. So if you're looking at the sort of uh, shape of France in your head, uh, you're looking um, centrally, but over towards the uh, um, western coast. Um, Unknown prior to the 9th century, the town was subsequently fortified during the Hundred Years' War. Uh, lots of uh, information there about it. Uh, I just have a little bit about cognac brandy here. Let me just uh, read a little bit before we go to the main cognac page. 
the town gives its name to one of the best known types of brandy, are Eau Divine. Uh, drinks must be made in certain areas around the town of Cognac and must be made according to strictly defined regulations to be granted the name of Cognac. Cognac is a unique spirit in that it is double distilled. The process can be viewed in one of the many Grand Marquis Cognac houses which all have visitor centres. The most central in the town is Hennessy, Martel, Otard, uh, Camus and Remy Martin. About 15 kilometres east of Cognac is Yarnac, home to the Cuevasier brandy. Uh, there are six vineyards around the Cognac area, all within the Appalachian Control for Cognac. And then, uh, well, let's read a little bit from here, because the information is all to hand. Uh, different qualities of, of Cognac are produced uh, by all brands. These include VS, stands for Very Special, VSOP, very superior, are more commonly special, although the Bureau of National uh, Interprofessional de Cognac specifies superior, the word means superior, old pale. So if you see VS, it means, uh, VSOP, it means very superior, old pale. And XO is extra old. English term still used, as it said there, since the early days of the cognac production as it was the British and Irish who were the main consumers and also became some of the main producers of cognac, using techniques acquired from the distillation of whiskey. It is controlled in the length of time the cognac is allowed to mature in oak barrels, the minimum time being required at each grade level. Okay, so we'll move on. That's from the actual Cognac uh, France page. So we'll go to the um, other wiki page, which is, and I realise you can check all this out. What I'm basically trying to do is point you into the direction of this information. This is wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash onyak. And um, let's have a little uh, snippet of things here. Alcoholic volume. Most um, uh, of them are... 40% by alcohol. Now, this is one of the interesting things that I find out, and I won't read verbatim here, but uh, this is one of the things that uh, uh, surprised me. When uh, the uh, you know, the cognac goes into the barrels, first of all, it's colourless. I think it gets the colour from the actual oak itself. But secondly, when it goes into the barrel, it's more like 70% proof. <laughs> Now, this seems to me counterintuitive. You would think, well, one of the things about it spending so many years in um, the barrel is that um, you, you're going to lose some fluid via evaporation. So you're thinking, well, you know, you hear about chefs, um, you know, reducing down, so the, the, bo the boiling off the water or whatever, to make it a more intense stock. You would think the alcoholic content would go up. I know there'll be lots of you listening out there will say, no, no, we always knew it wasn't that. But I think many casual listeners uh, to this podcast and, and many people who don't view it, indeed myself included, wouldn't have made the realisation quickly, although once you start to think about it, it becomes obvious, that, um, of course, alcoholic spirit evaporates quicker than water. Uh, I'm sure all the ladies out there who have scent know that if you don't put a stopper uh, in a scent bottle, um, the very small amounts of scent that you buy, you know, you might spend £20, $30, you know, on 10 or 15 cc's of scent. You make sure you put the stopper on because you don't want it evaporating away. So what happens is more of the alcohol evaporates away, or evaporates at a faster rate than the water. So in actual fact the alcoholic content goes down. Um, so that is something um, I find uh, interesting. Uh, the other thing that is probably important to mention, and it said it had no colour when it went in, because um, white, uh, white wine used in making cognac is very dry, acidic and thin. Now, that was the other thing that we uh, had in the clip from last week when she was talking about the terroir. They were actually 
using, um, you know, they were growing the grapes not to have too much sugar in. They wanted dry, acidic and thin grapes because this is a much longer process. And it actually says that these grapes are actually virtually undrinkable before the distilling and ageing. So let's read a little bit from the Wikipedia page here. It is, um, though it has been characterised, uh, welcome guest two. Uh, I'll allow chat in a moment. Um, won't be a moment. You've just arrived almost at the end of today's show. I've been talking uh, about the wine I'm drinking. Uh, the links are in the room, but if you're in the web client, you probably won't see them. Let me very quickly go to the, um, the TwitPic picture. Uh, the wine I'm drinking is um, a Naked Wines wine, Hacienda Don Hernan uh, Rioja Reserva. And I'm drinking in celebration of uh, uh, Jimenez uh, becoming fourth in the Golf Masters. So as a homage to a 50-year-old golfer, uh, because I like Rioja, that's the wine I'm drinking. But I'm currently just talking about, um, as the title suggests, I'm talking about cognac and i've just played a couple of short clips from a bbc2 program here in the uk uh, where they were in the town of cognac they were actually looking at housing for people but there were this little section about the making of cognac and i've just been saying that when the cognac that's double distilled goes into the wine barrels it's actually um 70 percent proof but uh, because alcohol vaporizes quicker than water it actually drops down to 40% by the time it's uh, reduced. Now, when the wine goes into the barrels, it is actually uh, colourless. It's the wine barrels that give it the colour. So, I'm just reading uh, from the wiki page a little bit here, that white wine used in making cognac is very dry, acidic and thin. In actual, it's used on the very poor soils. It's virtually undrinkable. It is the excellent uh, for it is excellent for distillation and aging, and it may be made from only a strict uh, list of. Let me put the link in again for our guests. Uh, the the reason I'm not uh, just uh, leaving you as you are. I'm sorry to be. I hope you don't think it's rude, but I'm actually over time. I usually try and finish at the 40-minute mark, so I want to quickly get through this little part. Um, it's excellent for distillation and ageing. It may be made from a strict uh, list of grape varieties in order for it to be considered a, a true crew. The wine must be at least 90% unique blanc. That's U-G-N-I blanc also known initially as Trebbiano, uh, Folie Blanche uh, and Colombard, although 10% of the grapes used can be others. So there's a lot of information on that page, but I just want to just go over the little bit that was heard in that clip. Again, I've already mentioned the actual um, uh, ratings of the different qualities of cognac. But I just want to give a list to this page. It's dummies.com. How to content uh, VOXO ciphering cognac labels. And there's an awful lot of information here. This handy guide to understanding cognac grades. AC, two years old, Asian wood. There's not many cognacs that are only two years old. Uh, VO, very old, aged a minimum of four years. VS, very special, are very uh, superior, aged three years in wooden cast, often called three-star. VSOP, very superior old pale. The youngest blend, industry average, is between 10 and 15 years old. And the one that they were testing on that little clip, the Remy Martin uh, XO, extra old, is a minimum of eight years, but it's often nearer to 16 years that it is aged. Uh, the class can also include Napoleon uh, and Reserve. Then there's Napoleon Extra Reserved uh, and then um, lots of other information. Sometimes Armagnac is blended with older vintages and similarly labelled cognacs. 
Now, as you may have guessed, let me just put the link in for Remy Martin. Guess two, um, I am garbling a little bit towards the end. I don't like to go to 50 minutes when it's just my voice on the own. But let me just give this link for people who are listening to the recording later. Uh, also, check out wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash Remy Martin. That's with underscore between the two words, uh, which gives you a little bit about that uh, Family-owned, well, it was family-owned. I think it's been bought out now. Um, and it says, um, the company promotes cognac product for its ageing process of between 10 and 37 years. Unbelievable. And then it has the information there. And uh, you'll often find that some of these uh, Amer- American rap stars with all the glitter and the gold uh, look out for the... Um, the Louis the Thirteenth, the Remy Martin, and I think uh, copy link location for that, so you can see what the bottle looks like. A, a very wide bottle with a, a fluted design on it uh, comes in a box. Very very expensive, and for prestige maybe these people drink that. Well, we are at the fifty minute mark again. Guess two. Um, let me just um, allow chat. Uh, I'm sorry to leave you there a little bit in the wilderness, but uh, I, I didn't want things that uh, would mean I had to recap. Thank you for coming on Big and Fruity. Uh, this show will be closing in a moment and will be available for you to listen back on call series ID double two, uh, double one double two seven two, and has uh, stated uh, in the links before. If you want to check our blog out, it's at bigandfruity.wordpress.com and the Twitter feed is Big and Fruity. So thank you, guys, too. Well, with that, let me find our uh, Podsafe outro music. I hope the intro music wasn't distorted. That's why I say that little intro before I play it. But thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will be back next week on Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Bye for now. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.